This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney-client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. Welcome to In Legal Terms from MPB Think Radio, the show all about you and your rights. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. Well, Professor Gershon, I see your Ole Miss background on the Zoom, but y'all haven't started classes yet, have you? No, Liz, we have not. Uh, In fact, the law school has orientation on the 18th, uh, which is a Thursday, and then we will have classes that following Monday. Excited to get back. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, a good summer. Uh, By the way, good morning. And I I see in your background, since we're talking backgrounds, you've got It's a Girl. It sounds like somebody at MPB. Well, Money Talks, our previous show that's on 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio and mpbonline.org. Our host, Ryder Taff, just had a baby. So we talked about the costs of having a family. Well, that's great, and congratulations to Ryder, and uh, and welcome back to Baskin Jones, who has been on our show before, and we're always happy to have Baskin as a, a guest. Uh, good morning, Baskin. Um, your firm handles many types of legal claims. You've talked about bicycle law and other other uh, legal claims before. Today, we're going to be talking about insurance, but please tell us a little bit about what your firm uh, handles, the kind of cases, and also your practice locations, because you have many of those as well. Yes, glad to be here. Uh, I'm an attorney that helps anyone who's been injured. That's the easiest way to describe it. Uh, That would be a car wreck claim. That could be a workers' compensation claim, a medical malpractice claim. Usually these claims involve insurance companies. And I'm interested and happy to speak about this today because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about insurance claims questions like, when should I make an insurance claim? And uh, I seek to you know, help answer some of those questions today, but that is my practice every day, is helping people who have been injured in car wrecks. Uh, sometimes those are more serious, life-threatening type car wrecks, uh, but any time one person is injured by the negligence of another, that's the sort of case that we take. And you have offices all over Mississippi. Well, we are certainly able to work cases throughout the entirety of Mississippi. Our, our main office is here in Jackson, the, uh, but we've won cases uh, in the northern part of the state, up in Greenville, up in Bolivar County, uh, and in the southern part of the state. So we're uh, statewide as far as our reach and uh, easy to get a hold of. Well, we're excited to talk about insurance. Of course, I'm also excited to talk about tax. So that that says a lot. But we're, let, let's talk about insurance. Um, uh, you know, people think about making a claim, and and one of the things they they're concerned about is will their rates go up if they make a claim? Correct. So this is a a big overview sort of a question and things to think about. Uh, the insurance industry. The reason it exists is because ships would sail uh, and they wanted to make sure that they had a way of still recovering and there not being a 
a huge event in the life of a merchant if one of their ships were to you know not make it to port or to go down. So insurance has always existed in order for people to have the ability to make a claim. The insurance industry is a is a business, and they uh, are they've got shareholders. But there's this mentality that if I make a claim, then uh, my rates are going to go up. And that uh, very much benefits the insurance industry. They've had record profits over, you know, the last 50 years or so of people feeling that way. But there would be a bump sometimes if you were to make a claim. Let's say you uh, make an auto claim, but your rates might go up by some amount. You know, sometimes the the numbers are as much as 40 to 50 percent. There's a counter to that, though, that if your claim is worth more than $5,000 and your rates go up, let's say, by $800 over a two- or three-year period, uh, you would still come out on top if you made that claim. Now, if your claim is for the state minimum of $25,000 in an auto wreck, you would have the ability to very much come out on top, and you would always want to make that claim if there was some amount of value to it. One thing I want to throw in Baskin and I were talking about kids. His kids are much younger than my kids. So at one point, I had uh, four drivers on my auto insurance. Well, I had a little fender bender. And then the daughter, one of the kids used the roadside assistance because they had gotten a new tire. And they were perfectly capable of changing the tire on themselves. But the They had tightened the lug nuts so much that even standing on the arm, jumping on it on the side of the road, wasn't able to do it. So they had to call roadside assistance to get the tire changed. And then the son ran out of gas in the middle of New New Mexico, (laughs) New Year's Eve evening, and could have died from hyperthermia. Anyway, uh, both of those were considered claims even though it was using the free roadside assistance it was considered a claim and we got booted from that uh insurance company so you know even if you think oh you get free towing you get free this you get free that nothing's free well there's a general rule in these insurance policies and that would be that you know, after three years of holding one insurance, it's probably a benefit to you to requote your insurance. And that, you know, there's at the very minimum a 1% bump on the amount that you're going to pay each year. So after a few years of having the same insurance company, your rates are just going to be higher than what you could get elsewhere. If there's any sort of a claim attached to you as well, requoting in the future is going to be another very effective way to get lower insurance rates and uh, to make sure you come out ahead. Well, and, and, you know, so how do I save money on my insurance? That's one way is to get different quotes, but are there other ways that I can try to save money on insurance? It is a sliding scale, in my opinion. You know, in what I do, there are some insurance companies that I interact with that uh, their way of valuing a claim is completely at odds with how normal people would think about an injury or about you know damage to your roof in a hailstorm, and there's some real horror stories out there about insurance companies and bad behavior. So you don't necessarily want the cheapest option all the time, and uh, there are 
ways that you can make sure to protect yourself while still having good coverage. So I, I would say uh, we actually have some forms for this on our website at injuredinmississippi.com. And the forms give you a step-by-step process to go through this process of contacting multiple agents. You black out all of the information about how much you're currently paying, but they will give you identical quotes for the insurance that you have, and you will see, I think, much better prices than what you've used to pay. Everybody always wants to get better prices. And I, I completely agree with the every three years reshop. It it takes a little bit of time, but just as soon as you start doing it, then you get tons and floods of of quotes and everyone wants to be your friend, uh, your insurance friend. We're talking about insurance, how to deal with it, how to buy it, what happens if you use it. If you get injured and you need to use insurance our guest attorney Baskin Jones can help you with that. And, and you know, this is in legal terms. So, Baskin, let me let me ask you this question because we're talking about insurance, and people are probably thinking, "Well, I can call the insurance company myself and file a claim. Why do I need to go to a lawyer? Why would I go to Baskin Jones or any other attorney to help me with the insurance company?" Correct. This claims process is run by an adjuster, and I've heard many, many times from folks who've just been in a wreck that you know the adjuster's being you know, nice. It seems like they're going to take care of things. The insurance company benefits uh, in two situations. Number one would be getting to someone early and making them an offer to release all future claims for some small amount. And so these initial offers that individuals get offered are much less than the actual value of the claim. They don't consider any future medical treatment. So there's uh, this balance of power that an insurance company has a first crack at getting a claim resolved, I would say uh, 99 out of 100 times those initial offers from an insurance company uh, are not in your best interest. But the uh, second thing is an insurance company can also benefit by the waiting game with you. They've got the ability to write the check. They'll make this low offer and wait you out. And then at some point, the bills will come due and you're likely to resolve your claim for much less than it's actually worth. Again, both of these things benefit the insurance company. They've been collecting premiums from you for years and years and years. You're just now making a claim, and now suddenly it's like they're treating you like you're the bad guy. So our firm, the process is making immediate action to make sure that your claim is preserved, it's documented, and we're very clear moving forward exactly where we think the value of your claim is even though the insurance company is going to do what they do. You can send your email questions to our address, legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're discussing insurance with our guest attorney, Baskin Jones from Jones Law Group in Jackson. So who is in charge of insurance in Mississippi? We do like to remind you of our elected officials because they have a lot to do with your rights. Our current insurance commissioner and state fire marshal is Mike Cheney, who was reelected in 2019 after first taking office in 2008. Our next election to lead the Mississippi Insurance Department, MID, is on November 7th, 2023. So everybody make sure you're registered to vote. This morning, we're talking about insurance with our guest, attorney Baskin Jones. 
Yeah, Baskin and, and Liz, you know, the, what always amazes me about insurance companies is you, as Baskin mentioned, you pay them the premiums mm-hmm. and, and they're happy to take that. And then, but all of a sudden, you know, they're no longer your, your friends and neighbors that they were, with, you know, when you were paying the premiums. Now you are the enemy. It's the only industry I know where the, once you ask for service from them that you've been paying for, now you're the bad guy. So how do you approach this? I mean, so uh, let's say I have an accident. Should I give a statement to my insurance company after the wreck? So your policy has certain things that you must do in order not to void coverage. Uh, Your own insurance company uh, expects you to cooperate in the claims process with them. Uh, But they also owe you a fiduciary duty, which is a very, very high standard uh, of the way that they are supposed to treat you. Uh, But these statements after a wreck, they're only ever going to be used against you. It is a process that anything positive you would say about your claim or any, you know, the Perry Mason moment of proving exactly how this wreck happened, uh, it would be forgotten. It would only be the you know, the phrase you said, like, it came out of nowhere, I didn't see the car, that would be what they would hone in on uh, in your statement. Now, the other insurance company, you do not owe them a duty to give a statement. You're not required to give a statement to them about how the wreck occurred. And again, it would be the same situation that it would not benefit you. Uh, There wouldn't be good that would come of it uh, as far as your claim is concerned, your case is concerned. They would only use what you would say to prove that you are at fault for the wreck, which might not be the case. I'll I'll say this quickly that, uh, you know, any qualms someone might have about hiring an attorney or making a claim, I hear it a fair amount in Mississippi. You know, I'm not the type of person to make a claim or it wasn't – it's not something that is in my nature to do. And uh, the insurance company is treating you as an adversary. It's an adversarial process, and their goal and the insurance adjuster's goal is to pay as little as possible on this claim because they are a business and they have shareholders. Having uh, a free consultation with an attorney that does this sort of work, at the very least, can let you know where you stand, what a fair offer might be. So it is in your interest to contact an attorney early about any sort of claim that uh, you'd like to make. And often the difference in results from what they might be willing to pay an individual versus what they're willing to pay a firm like mine on your behalf uh, is night and day different. We're talking multiples of uh, that initial offer that they would be making you. So it is always in your best interest to take a look around you and see what the lay of the land is to gather information. And you've paid for this coverage anyway. Uh, why, why now are they in such a hurry to pay you that uh, immediate amount right after you get out of the hospital? And Baskin, is it fair to say, I know when I have insurance policies that I should read more carefully probably than I do, frankly. I don't know that we, any of us really, you probably have, but not, you know, not the rest of us reading cover to cover the insurance policy. But you know, there is a subrogation agreement in, in most insurance policies where you are part of your premium is going to go to pay for the insurance company to hire a lawyer to defend them against claims. So they're going to have a lawyer. Correct. Is that fair to say? It is. And these adjusters are in regular contact about your claim uh, with an attorney, even though, you know, you might only be talking to the friendly adjuster that wants that uh, 
appearance of being a good neighbor or being your friend or being uh, just very easy to get along with, that is until it's time to pay the piper. It's until it's time for the amount to be offered, and then it's less than you expected, but you've delayed getting additional treatment because you believed what you were hearing from the adjuster. So it's a situation where the further you go down the road without representation, without someone giving you the lay of the land, uh, it can put you in a situation you don't want to be in. A couple of things I'll mention about trip insurance. I heard a story. I love I love the I heard a story. There was a uh, a couple of years ago a trip insurance company in England and they put in their terms of service the first person who calls and tells us that they've seen this we will waive the premiums for your entire policy. <laughs> and it took a couple of years before anybody actually read through all of the contracts and the terms of service to actually see that and take them up. But I love on Facebook the cruise forums, and everybody's all about the trip insurance, especially after COVID because folks are getting COVID and cruises change itineraries and, and uh, you know, all sorts of things that are, are going on with cruises. So I, I think a lot of us when we think about insurance, sometimes we will forget that there's also trip insurance, which if, if you're taking a trip of a lifetime, might be something uh, that would behoove you to, to get and learn about. We have a couple of calls on the phone. Let's first go to Mobile and speak with Wanda. Wanda, we're glad you've called in to In Legal Terms today. Our guest, Attorney Baskin Jones, is talking about insurance. What's your question or comment? My question is, what are his thoughts about professional insurance for teachers. I know that, like, I'm covered by a blanket from my district, but do I need a personal, I think it's called an umbrella policy, if I am a teacher? Well, uh, my first question would be, how much are they expecting you to pay for this policy? But uh, generally, uh, the state has given itself a, a, a very big advantage in any claim that would be made against it. So if you're a teacher at a public school, the Mississippi Torts Claim Act has certain things that you know would have to be true about any lawsuit that would be brought against the school district. And you would fall under the protections given by the state to the school district. So there's only a very limited number of claims that would be able to be made against you. So uh, it stands to reason that the premium for the insurance policy that they would be offering you, this umbrella policy, it should be a very, very low premium. And certainly, okay. uh, so that that would be, again, it's uh, moving pieces and a calculation to, to understand exactly what would be right for you. I haven't seen very many umbrella policies uh, held by teachers actually get used in a claims process. So hopefully that's a good answer. Nope, that's helpful. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Wanda. Yeah, I think an umbrella policy because she's a teacher, but probably maybe even a a homeowner as well. Maybe have, you know, other, maybe she's volunteering on uh, not-for-profit boards. So, you know, it's probably, I think for generally speaking, a home umbrella policy, as you mentioned, is not that expensive, and it would cover those kind of liabilities that, uh, I mean, do you recommend that? There's a general question, and I, we, we have 
free consultations in my firm. So I'm on the phone a lot with uh, questions that, you know, are in this vein that how much insurance coverage should I carry? And there's, you know, your your liability coverage on your automobile, there's your homeowner's policy, there's your uh, professional policy that you might carry. Uh, And that, again, is a sliding scale. So if you have a lot of assets, if you have a lot in the bank and you want to protect that, your uh, insurance coverage that you buy should be commiserate. If you've got, you know, hundreds of acres of land and or afraid about what might happen if you're in a serious auto wreck, a uh, state minimum coverage would not be appropriate uh, to cover and to protect the assets that you have. You'd probably want uh, a good amount of auto liability coverage as well as umbrella coverage. Uh, also, uh, uninsured motorist coverage or underinsured motorist coverage is uh, something that people, when they say they have auto insurance, they usually Uh, they might say they have full coverage, but you want to look at your auto policy and make sure that you've got this coverage that would cover you if the other driver does not have insurance. Uh, There's a sizable number of people in Mississippi who are driving without auto liability coverage. You're depending on that person to have it if they run into you, unless you have uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage. In Mississippi, uh, you can get as much as you have state uh, liability coverage. So if you've got a $100,000 liability coverage, you could also purchase $100,000 of uninsured or uninsured motorist coverage. I would always recommend that type of coverage. Well, I'm curious, you know, Professor Gershon, you are a professor, and Wanda seems to be a a, a teacher. What kind of... What protection would a, a, a teacher need? And, I, you know, I was on the PTA boards for things when my kids were little. What, what, would, you, what would the insurance cover? Well, uh, as a general rule, insurance can't cover any illegal act. So those are stricken and excluded from policies. So it would really be negligence of a teacher. You know, if a student happened to get injured on your watch uh, and they were looking to you directly as a teacher, uh, but you are an employee of the state or an employee of the private school that you would work for. So individual making a claim would be looking at the, you know, the district or the private school long before they would look to you as an individual. Um, but uh, not to say that uh, there wouldn't be instances where someone would want that type of coverage, and, uh, but I would expect the premiums to be uh, low given it, it's uh, there are other protections in place. We are talking today with our guest, Attorney Baskin-Jones. We're talking about insurance and what that means and what that's good for. I kind of think of it more as uh, uh, as a legalized gambling, but, you know. So what does the insurance, the Mississippi Insurance Department do? The mission of the Mississippi Insurance Department is to impartially enforce the laws and regulations enumerated in the Mississippi Code, thereby creating an environment conducive to a competitive marketplace for the sale of insurance products and services while providing the state's citizens with the maximum amount of consumer protection. 
This morning we are talking about insurance with our guest, Attorney Baskin-Jones, and we have a caller. This is Sheila from Jackson. Sheila, we're glad that you've called in. What's your comment or question? Um, My daughter was in a car accident, and she was driving a car that had insurance, well, had insurance, and um, the person that hit her was an uninsured person, I think. It was a young man. Um, she, she didn't get a lawyer because it was her cousin and she didn't want to file anything on that policy because she didn't want it to go up. So, but she's stuck with all of these hospital bills now that are constantly occurring because she got hurt. So I'm just trying to see what advice that you could give me on whether she should still probably get an attorney for that. Yes. Celia, uh, you've got a question that reads exactly like a typical phone call in my office, that an individual has been hurt in a wreck, and they're, they're trying to feel through you know, these moving parts of, should I make a claim? Shouldn't I? Do I have coverage? Don't I have coverage? Uh, here's where the magic happens, and uh, it often takes an attorney that does what I do to, to process through the available sources of insurance. If the other driver does not have coverage, we would be in an uninsured motorist situation. Uh, The Mississippi uninsured motorist statute provides that uh, the individual that has, you know, uninsured motorist in their name or a blood relative that uh, they have a residence with has the insurance in their name, they would be entitled to this uninsured motorist coverage. So if you have a full coverage policy that has this uninsured motorist coverage on it, if uh, even grandma, if grandma lives with you, has her own auto insurance uh, policy, blood relative, and uh, that all fits for your daughter potentially to be entitled to uninsured motorist coverage that you might not have even thought about. So there's these policies out there And in any particular claim, uh, we investigate, we're asking these questions, you know, is there another blood family member that has an auto policy? And we're finding coverage that folks didn't know they had. And so a claim would go from $0 to be able to pay for uh, medical bills to, you know, maybe a stacked uninsured motorist policy that is $75,000 75000 or $100,000 to pay for these injuries. So uh, we don't leave well enough alone. Uh, we go and look, we investigate, and that is one of the benefits uh, of talking to an injury attorney about your type of claim. Okay. The question would be now is how would I be able to contact you? Injuredinmississippi.com is uh, our website. I've got a pretty unique name, although there is another attorney with uh, Baskin as a surname in in Jackson, actually. So it's not as unique as I once thought, but Baskin Jones is my name. Jones Law Firm is the firm, and injuredinmississippi.com is our website. Sheila, we'll have that information on the podcast information for this show. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, Baskin, is there a statute of limitations for making a claim? In Mississippi, uh, most claims of negligence, uh, car wrecks, slip and falls, are a three-year statute, meaning that 
you must file a lawsuit if you plan on filing a lawsuit uh, before the three-year anniversary of that claim. Right. Well, that's good to know. Let's move on to Gulfport and speak with Ron. Ron, thanks for calling in to In Legal Terms today. Our guest is Attorney Baskin Jones, and we're talking about insurance. What's your comment or question? I, you know, I, I have so many questions about my my case that I don't have. Uh, uh, I don't know where to start. But it, what had happened was I was walking out of McDonald's. Uh, it was about almost two years ago, and uh, I was walking out of McDonald's as a pedestrian, and uh, an insured motorist blew off a, a right turn, the red light, and he got the ticket. He was insured, and uh, I was flying about twenty feet in the air, and I had about eight witnesses, and and you know I cracked my. My knees uh, uh, broke straight in half, and, 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 and I landed on my head and my shoulder and my knee, and I was hospitalized for quite a long time. And uh, I made the mistake of who I heard to um, um, uh, who was my attorney because, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't let me see my aftercare for it was almost three months. I kept calling him. I had to live on the, the beach for uh, a couple months there and you know i was a resident in mississippi that went went there to help uh i was a carpenter and i went to go help people uh as a carpenter there and uh you know what happened was was i I got hospitalized and uh they they sent me on my way afterwards you know i just i signed the paperwork and 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 i shouldn't have signed it but Mm -hmm. i ended up um he ended up with more than me the the attorney i ended up with a, a, a small amount of Twelve thousand and my hospital bills were two hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars, and and he ended up with about thirty thousand, and then I ended up all investigating it, and they're telling me something about the liability in in the state was uh, fifty thousand dollars, and 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 you know I mean I should have had a, a million dollar lawsuit, and I'm paying the price now because of what I'm dealing with in my my brain and my body and the after effects because he never let me follow up. And uh, do my, I, I, I would push myself there in a wheelchair. I'm sorry I'm taking so long, but I went to the doctor's office to follow up as, per instructions from the hospital. And uh, every time I went there, they told me that they had to wait for find out if the guy had insurance. Yeah. And it took me uh, three months to, you know, find out they had insurance. And then they told me to go there. And by that time, you know, it was too late. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, Ron, uh, you've got an, another series of facts that fit uh, the types of calls we get in our office from time to time. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not certain that where you ended up is as, uh, I think it might be a, a common thing, unfortunately, that you've got large medical bills. And in some of these cases, we are constrained by the amount of available insurance coverage. And if there was only $50,000 in available insurance coverage, then uh, that could be uh, the, the root cause of the issues that, you know, you're thinking about. I do uh, think that this process of looking for each and every insurance policy that might be available, you know, if this person was on the job, then their employer might be uh, responsible for the damage they do as, uh, as they are on the clock. Or, you know, even looking for your own family members, uh, uninsured or underinsured coverage that could apply to this claim that, you know, you needed to make and you needed as much available insurance as possible. Uh, Sometimes there are folks with large injuries uh, with uh, not enough available insurance. So uh, searching and investigating and trying to find any coverage that might be available is extremely important. And that 
that process is one that we take very seriously in trying to uh, understand these claims. Uh, but uh, so sorry that, you know, the outcome uh, that you experienced was not up to your standards. Ron, we're glad that you called in, but I think your your situation requires that assistance from an attorney, and you know maybe you can get a different one, and they can give you specific advice about your situation to see if uh, they can be of help to you. We've got a little bit of time left to take your questions on our email address, legalterms at mpbonline.org. If you need some additional information about insurance, I can tell you where to find it. So for more information about insurance, you are encouraged to visit the website mid.ms.gov. That's our Mississippi Insurance Department, mid.ms.gov. There you can read about automobile insurance and you, what the law regulates, liability, what you need to know, and tips for keeping costs low. I'll have that link on the show information for this show. Today, we're talking with our guest attorney, Baskin Jones, about insurance. All right, uh, Baskin, we've got an email. This is kind of gruesome to read about, but uh, do accidental dismemberment policies outside of work exist. I have heard that some companies have accidental death dismemberment policies on its employees. What about what uh, Yeah, there you're are worried about that? I don't know, maybe if you have a chainsaw at home, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh yeah, I mean it's a serious injury or death type policy. You know, a life insurance policy fills this gap for some people. Uh there's disability coverages that you can buy that uh, would kick in if you're unable to work due to a, a large injury to dismemberment. But yes, uh, the simple answer is as many different uh, risks as you can think of. Uh, the insurance industry is happy to write an insurance policy that would potentially cover that risk, uh, except for intentional acts or illegal acts. Those are the only two caveats there that uh, if if you're not trying to ensure illegal behavior or something that you meant to do, usually even even your auto policy would have some trouble if you know you meant to cause the wreck. So there are policies available uh, for any number of risks, and uh, adjuster or reps, insurance reps would be happy to talk to you about your options on that front. Richard, we had a uh, caller call in, but they couldn't stay on the line. And their question for Baskin was they, I guess, were involved in a wreck, but neither insurance company wanted to cover the medical bills. What do you do when you're in that situation, Baskin? Well, an insurance company, again, is adversarial to you as a claimant. They are looking for any reason to not have to pay. Uh, And contested liability, being able to say that the other driver did this, this is not uh, our insurance policy that's going to be responsible for covering it. But then you'll find you go and talk to the other insurance company and they say the same thing. So they each have opinions about your wreck and positions about your wreck that don't make sense when uh, considered together. And you're left with uh, needing to use our legal process in order to address the situation. We do it every day as injury attorneys, and uh, the process of making both insurance companies come to the table, we're going to find out uh, who a jury thinks is responsible for this wreck, 
and uh, be able to put your claim together in such a way that uh, you end up in a made whole type situation. That's our goal anyway. So, uh, but we purchased this insurance. We expect insurance companies to be fair with us. And uh, the deck is unfortunately stacked against us. That's why I have a job. That's why my law firm exists is uh, if insurance companies paid claims the way they should, you would not see billboards all over the interstate. That's what you say, Richard. If, if, if people kept their promises, attorneys wouldn't have, to, wouldn't have jobs. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be okay with that. We'd find something else to do. We really would, but I don't think we have to worry about that basket, uh, unfortunately. We, um, but, we live uh, in a broken world, absolutely. We do. People do break promises, no doubt about it. But uh, So let's, you know, let's talk about um, the different types of auto coverage. I think people get confused because they'll see you know, certain limits, liability limits, collision limits, and there's something called gap insurance. Can you talk a little bit about, about those differences? Right. So Mississippi requires you to carry liability coverage if you're going to be driving an automobile in our roadways. And the state minimum coverage is $25,000. That is coverage that would cover damage you do in the automobile. Uh, again, you're counting on the other person to have some sort of coverage uh, if they do damage to your vehicle. Uh, but that's when uninsured motorist or underinsured motorist would be important. Uh, you're protecting yourself against uh, damage done by someone else. Collision is another type of insurance that uh, would pay for damage done to your car, usually it carries a deductible. Uh, collision would potentially apply even if a tree limb hits your car, even if uh, there's some other damage by hail, that would be covered by collision even if it's not an at-fault auto wreck. Gap insurance is a mystery to me. Uh, in my opinion, either liability or collision coverage should cover uh, up to the full value of your vehicle. But in the last 10 years, insurance companies have started selling a product called Gap Insurance, which is intended to pay the difference between the value of your car and getting into an exactly similar new car or, you know, the same type of car. But that's exactly what, you know, liability or property damage coverage is supposed to cover. But they made a new product and they can sell it to you. Uh, medical payment coverage is something that not many people think about, I don't think. Uh, it's on auto policies and often on property uh, insurance, uh, so fire policies. But many of us have uh, a no questions asked, we're going to pay your medical bills type of coverage. That's called medical payments coverage. And you would have the ability to go get treatment after a wreck, even if it's your fault. So uh, that coverage can help pay a hospital bill or if someone is at your house and has a fall, uh, you can have very easy coverage without pointing any fingers that that person would be able to go and get uh, medical treatment. So medical payments coverage is uh, what I was you know, just explaining a little bit. Now, you also mentioned uninsured motorists and, and your recommendation is get it. Carry as much as you can. It is the best uh, purchase uh, as far as insurance products out there. Uh, you know, if 60% of the people on the road aren't going to have insurance, you get your own protection. And each vehicle you have on your policy that has uninsured motorist coverage will stack to your benefit. So if you've got three cars with 25000 of uninsured motorist coverage, 
you're now talking about a $75,000 policy for your injuries. And it's a no-brainer. It's, again, uh, coverage that every person I interact with, I suggest they get it. Do you think many people are overinsured? If they, ha- if you have insurance, you think most people are overinsured. You know, discounting all the people who don't have any insurance. You know, I think the the people that uh, have assets to protect also have people, you know, advising them to get more insurance. Uh, but state minimum is a uh, fairly uh, good minimum uh, to have. You know, other states have increased the amount beyond $25,000. I think our state likely will in the future, and I think that will be a good move. And I thought you had to show proof of insurance when you go to register your car, but then I guess people just drop it? Yeah, they can. It's uh, uh, another, this one's for free. If you get a no insurance ticket, uh, go and get a policy and show up to court. Your $1,000 ticket uh, sometimes changes uh, in a negotiated way if you make the good faith effort to go get coverage and appear in court showing that you've done it. Well, and you can even get a ticket that says you don't have insurance if you forgot to put your insurance card in the car. So make sure you keep your insurance card in the car. Thank you, Baskin Jones. We really, really appreciate you coming down and being part of In Legal Terms with us today. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, Professor Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, where all those eager new backpacks and sneakers will be showing up soon. Thanks to Charles Arnold, our intern, for being our phone answerer, and Jay White, the board op for today. And that's just a tiny thing he does at MPB. He does everything. He's the best. So for Professor Richard Gershon, who hosts from the University of Mississippi School of Law, I'm Liz Gill. Please join us Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners. So if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org.